Tennessee at a crossroads. Let's hear what Kelly Harper has to say about it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumbawale for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, with most of his voice back. Delighted you are with us. Reminder, you can follow us, make us your first listen every day here at YouTube, and of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe to Lockdown Women's Basketball. Brought to you, of course, by Bet Online. A little later on, I'll tell you about Bet Online. And of course, Brought to you by all the great people who come together at The Next for women's basketball coverage 24-7, 365. TheNextHoops.com. Make sure you check out what we're doing. Jen Hatfield just posted the first of our 12 team-by-team previews for WNBA free agency. TheNextHoops.com. Make sure you're part of what we're doing. And, of course, we've done a lot of coverage of Tennessee, our great SEC correspondent, Gabriella Lewis, has written about the Lady Vols, some really interesting games they've played, a potential breakthrough over at Stanford she wrote about. But it's really Tennessee at a crossroads now. Tennessee is 10-6, and six, which is not necessarily a record despite the difficult non-conference schedule that you're looking for out of a team with the aspirations that Tennessee always has. Tough one coming up against Mississippi State. Mississippi State, of course, Rakia Jackson's former team. And Rakia Jackson has just turned into an absolute monster. For this team, Rakia Jackson is shooting around 60% from the field, 75% over her last two games, earned her SEC Player of the Week for the first time, which is kind of a crazy stat in and of itself, given what kind of a player she was at Mississippi State. But there's, it just seems like always, always, always interesting and not always interesting for the better things going on at Tennessee. Yeah, they're still playing without Tamari Key. There's a huge, huge loss, obviously. Tamari Key, 11.2 block percentage. So, yeah, there is that. But now, Marta Suarez out for at least a little while, dealing with some personal issues. Suarez, a really versatile 3-4. And so, I asked Coach about using... Among others, Justine Passat in lieu of Marta Suarez. Now, look, I am coming to you with the New Jersey perspective, and Justine played at Red Bank. Very, very talented player. I was fortunate enough to see her in high school, came away super impressed. That's a huge recruiting coup for Kelly to come in and get a Jersey kid. You know, Jersey's Brenda Freeze territory should be Coquise Washington territory now that she's recruiting in New Jersey. Let's leave it at that. So the net result is bringing her down to Tennessee. She's played her right away. She's given her an opportunity. And I think it's worth noting 
that Justine is more than held her own so far. Justine, in both the conference games, got to see a little time. You got to see her in the non-conference as well, where she's been, she's played in 13 games already, shooting decently from the field. Uh, I like synergy. Synergy is a really helpful way to understand what a player can do. And she's averaging 0.867 points per possession. So far, it's a small sample, but that's 73rd percentile. As a freshman, that's a really impressive thing. You can say it's mostly against non-conference, but remember, Tennessee's non-conference is not like normal teams' non-conferences, right? Like Tennessee has played at Ohio State, UMass, Indiana, Rutgers, UCLA, Gonzaga, Colorado, UCF, at Stanford, at Florida, and just played Alabama in those the latter two of the first two SEC games of the year. So it's legit. It's not a padded stat. It's a very impressive thing <clears throat> that we're seeing out of Justine. And again, big things to come. But the other part of what I think is so interesting in Tennessee, and they're figuring things out defensively. They're 125th in the country in defensive points per possession, which again, is not going to get it done if you want to challenge seriously for an SEC title, if you want to challenge seriously for playing in the second and third weekend in the NCAA tournament. But they are seeing already some significant efficiency out of Jackson and Horston, specifically playing together. And so you hear Kelly Harper talk about that. But if you go to CBB Analytics, which I do, it's a beautiful place. I'd live there if I could. Jordan Horston and Rakia Jackson together have been on the court quite a bit. 186 minutes played together. <coughs> a plus, <coughs> excuse me, a plus 17.7 net rating together. Simply remarkable. So without further ado, going to tell you about bet online betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there women's too women's college basketball wnba nwsl bet online puts their money where their mouth is so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts and now I'm going to turn you over to our press conference with Kelly Harper. I'm Howard Megdahl, slowly but surely getting his voice back. And this is Locked on Women's Basketball. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We'll begin with an opening statement from Coach Harper, and then we'll start taking your questions. Coach? Yeah, I think um, first, obviously, we we announced today um, about Marta Suarez and um, you know we're we're here to support Marta um, and uh, you know understand personal reasons um, for personal reasons she'll be home um, we'll we'll continue to support her best we can um, you know as for from a team standpoint obviously that's another player uh, that can play multiple positions that gives you a, a, a spark that, that we'll be without. Um, but obviously uh, sometimes you just, 
you know, you need to support them in different ways other than basketball. All right, we'll take our first question from Maria. Coach, a, a follow-up on, on Marta. The Virginia Tech game, of course, was televised, and ESPN mentioned that her mother was watching from the hospital being treated for breast cancer. Does that have anything to do with why Marta went home? Are there other reasons? And then as far as the team, a two-part to that question, it's been a tough year. I mean, with, with Tamari Key, just and now Marta needs to return home, just how is the team holding up through through this season? Yeah, I mean, first, I just I think um, personal reasons could encompass several things. But, um, you know, I think um, the the team is, um, you know, they've been pretty resilient. Uh, they've been bending, not breaking uh, through a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I think um, uh, they do care for one another and they hurt when their teammates are hurting. Um, so again, it's just a, just another um, piece of adversity that this group's going to have to work through. Howard. Hi, Coach. Um, thanks for taking the time. Um, sort of a, a two-parter out of that. With Marta out, I'm wondering who you see as people who need to step up and then just specifically as it relates to Justine, who seems like somebody who, you know, has some of the skills that Marta brings, you know, what you've seen out of her so far and whether you think we could see an increased role for her. Yeah, well, I think because Marta plays multiple positions, it affects multiple players, um, Justine being one of those, um, you know, as she's, um, she's continuing to grow. And obviously she is, a, she's been a really, um, uh, good threat for us on the offensive end she's she's bringing good size in on the defensive end so I'm really excited about where she's at and kind of how how she has progressed so um you know I think I think Justine will will see some of those minutes also I think uh Jillian Hollingshed will uh will as well because um Marta also played a little bit at the four slot and so you know now now those those minutes will will be distributed you know you have um uh, Sarah and uh, Jillian, and then even Jasmine Franklin to a certain extent. So I think we have um, we have players that have good experience, that have had good production, um, that will just uh, step into that role. Thank you, Cora. Obviously, you know this team has faced a lot of adversity throughout the season, on the court, off the court. You know, losing players, things like that. Um, but it seems like through it all, you know, they've found their identity. The wins are coming, and there's like a very palpable joy among the team of you know getting these wins and moving in the right direction. How have you kind of seen them um, adapt and, like you've mentioned before, kind of rise to the challenge to overcome that adversity and become better? Yeah, I think they. Um, I think that's absolutely correct. I think they are. I think what we've seen is some buy-in from the team with how we want to play with our system. And they've seen the correlation on the court, um, not always wins, but definitely some wins and our performance has been better. So I think they, um, I think that has given them a lot of motivation you know, and um, I think, like you said, right. I think joy when you get, when you get those wins, when you, when you buy in and you're, you're playing the way you think you need to play and you can see success and that success come to uh, come uh, with wins. I think that's, I think that's um, makes a group happy. 
Maria. Coach, kind of a, a two-part question again. One, the challenges facing Tennessee tomorrow against Mississippi State, and then the parity of the SEC is already showing up. Of course, Ole Miss goes into Starkville and comes out with the with the win Sunday. Just how are you how are you getting your team ready for this matchup? In particular, since it's Rakia Jackson's old team. Yeah, I think we're trying to stay consistent with our preparation and not treat this team any different than we treated Alabama or Florida so that our players feel confident in our preparation and how we approach each game. Um, you know, the the challenge that we will have is, you know, this team is um, uh, multifaceted in a lot of areas. They can, on, on their offensive end, they got a post player that can score. They've got players that can drive. they got players that can shoot. So they give you um, – you're going to have to guard a lot of different things to be able to slow them down on their defensive end as well. They've shown multiple defenses, whether that's throughout the game or through it for different games. So being prepared for everything that we could possibly see is also a challenge and they're athletic, um, they're aggressive and um, you know, they, they're going to play hard. In terms of in terms of it being Rakia's old school, I think you know you you have to acknowledge the the emotion and you have to be able to handle that as a team. And and again, everyone on our roster has to focus on the present and what we need to be doing each and every possession. And I think when you start doing that, you take some of that emotion out of it. Laura, that um, Mississippi Ole Miss game was very very intense you know it was very gritty it was very um physical and you know that wasn't an easy win for Ole Miss I guess is this kind of a I mean I know I know Florida played a really high pressure but um how good is it I guess for them to um, kind of walk into this feeling confident but also knowing that like you're gonna have to fight for this and it's gonna be gritty yeah, you know, that's the message that we have continued to try to send our team. This is this is the SEC, and it's tough each and every night, and you have to be consistent, and consistent um, where we love the consistency with our shooting percentage, the consistency comes with the other things. Consistency comes with your defense and your rebounding and your ability to, to handle physicality. Um, they, there's no doubt this is a tough team and a gritty team that's coming in here on Thursday. There's no doubt. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully our team understands that and, and is prepared. Howard. Just to go back to Rakia for a second, it, you know, she's been so much more efficient in your offense than she was at Mississippi State. I know a part of that is the way in which you guys are utilizing her, which is different, which is in many ways kind of a more traditional five. If you could just talk to me about um, her buy-in on that end and sort of the way in which you guys have developed what her role has been for you guys. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Rakia trusts us and, and to, to help her and put her in position to be successful. I think what we've been able to do is um, that, that's really helped us. We've moved her around quite a bit. We're playing her on the perimeter. We're playing her in the post. We're, we're taking advantage of the versatility of not just Rakia, but of her teammates and um, putting her in position that, um, you know, is either, either attracting other defenders or giving her one-on-one -on -one opportunities. And I think our, our team has played well recently um, in that regard in terms of looking for those opportunities 
um, for her and her other teammates. And, you know, we've shared the ball well. Um, that's where Rakia will, will also, um, if she has somebody open, she'll find them. She'll, she'll make that pass as well. So I think, um, you know, we're continuing to challenge her and in different ways uh, to, to be good. But obviously, we love the efficiency. And just related to that, Jordan's numbers on the efficiency side are up fairly significantly over uh, last year and, and honestly throughout her career. Is that just Rakea changing the center of gravity? Is that is that a large part of it for that? I think that's part of it. I think Jordan has also grown and matured. Um, we've we've moved her around quite a bit this year. She's playing a lot of off guard, um, which allows us to very similar to Rakia. We can take advantage of uh, a matchup opportunity with Jordan as well on the perimeter and the post. Um, but I think uh, they're I think playing with confidence. I think they play well together. Uh, but it's not just them. You know, it's a Sarah Puckett. It's a Tess Darby. It's Jillian. It's you know our point guards. I, I think right now we've got a lot of people that um, are, are trying to find their space and working well together. Appreciate it. Thank you. Maria. Coach, you, you have taken hits to the roster, but obviously you've played two games without Marta and the SEC already. You've also played multiple games now without Tamari Key. How would you assess the post players right now? I realize you're you're doing it with multiple pieces, but how would you assess the post players in terms of making up for the absence of Tamari? Well, I think it's going to look different. I think first off, we have to understand it's going to look different, and we have to utilize the strengths of the post players that we do have. And I think, um, you know, Caroline Striplin has come in and she's been vocal defensively. She has given great effort. She's done a nice job on the boards. Um, she's been a presence being able to score a little bit inside and out. So I think she's done, she's been very solid for us and I love her consistency. Jillian Hollingshed has come in and given us a punch offensively. Um, she gives us size on the and length on the defensive end and on the board. So love where she's moving towards. Um, Jasmine Franklin, I think over the last um, five games, she has 19-0 boards. So we, we know she's given us a presence on the paint, um, on the boards. So like where she's going. And then you're able to take Sarah Puckett, Rakia Jackson, Jordan Horston, and move them in and out of the post as well to give us some versatility. So I like, I like where we're going. Um, I, I like I like the way the group is trying to rise to the occasion and rise to the challenge. Um, they can't grow. <laughs> they can't, we're, they're not going to grow to be Tamari's size in the next week or so. Um, that's not going to happen. So we've got to, we've got to go with what we are, what we have. And we got to, we got to work with what our strengths are and try to take advantage of that where we can. Caroline Striplin had I went, one game recently, she had six assists. And, you know, that's where, you, you know, you, you give and you take when you have different players in. Cora. Kelly, you've talked about since the beginning of the season how much versatility you have on this team. And I think now we're really seeing all the different versatility you have kind of working together and kind of, you know, really working, um, especially through SEC play. Did that, was that just a time thing or was there anything that helped you guys kind of figure out, you know, this is, going to make everything work together was just kind of like a time and chemistry building thing. Yeah, I think it just took a little bit longer than we had thought, to be quite frank, and 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 a little bit longer than we had hoped. Um, but I think 
the good thing is there was still there was still buy-in. Our, our team still believed, and they're still fighting and uh, to try to figure it out. As were the staff. I mean, same same thing for us. As we, we were trying to put this puzzle together. A lot of really beautiful, shiny pieces, but we, but we're you know they've got to fit together, and uh, we knew that was going to be a challenge coming in. We we understood that, and um, it, it's it's taken a little bit, but I think now you can see what it could be. And you can see those moments of, oh, that's that's really nice. So we're we're not we're not done. We have not arrived by no stretch of the imagination. We have a lot left in front of us. There's a lot of basketball to be played, and um, you know, for us, we talk about it um, probably daily about the urgency to keep working to get better and the and not ever letting any kind of complacency set in, just to make sure that we're always fighting to find a way to be a better basketball team. Carthy. Carthy, can you hear me all right? I can. Okay, hey, uh, you know, Suarez missed all of last season with that lower body injury, and then also, you know, having to step away temporarily from basketball now. How difficult has that been for you to, you know, see or have to go through so many you know, trials and tribulations through her basketball journey? Yeah, obviously things have been um, challenging for her. The first, her first year, she couldn't couldn't finish the season the way she wanted due to injury, and then missed another year, and then now um, needing to go home. It uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, and um, you know, I I personally can't imagine going halfway across the world and and you know dealing with with that. So. Um, she's she's an unbelievable young woman, and um, she's tough. She's competitive and um, intelligent, and resilient. To be quite honest, resilient. And uh, I think um, I I can't say that I, I would be able to do the same. Maria, I didn't know this coach until I read Eric Trainer's news release. But this was the first SEC Player of the Week award for Rakia Jackson, which I honestly was a little bit stunned by. I know the points are impressive. Everyone knows she can score, but the 75% field goal percentage, is that just sort of eye-popping that a player can can shoot that well over a two-game span? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's unbelievably impressive, and it's not like um, they're not guarding her. I mean, people are really keying in on her and trying to make things difficult, and she was still able to do what she what she did this last week. So, um, extremely impressive. The efficiency is. Um, I, I do think her offensive efficiency is one of her strengths. Not saying it's always going to look the same statistically. You may not always get seventy five percent, but um, you know she's she she doesn't overcomplicate things a lot of times. You know, um, she gets around the basket and she does a good job finishing. Karthik, I see your hand up. Sorry, that's Okay, we'll go next to Maria. Coach, a non-basketball game, but still basketball question. Obviously, Abby Conklin and Laurie Milligan are going to be at the game tonight. I think they're going to be up on Section 129 with the Lady Ball Booster Club ahead of Friday's big event at the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. How nice will it be to see some of your uh, old teammates, and then the event at the Hall of Fame. Just how much are you looking forward to that? 
you know when you're when you're in the trenches so to speak with with a group and you and you have a group that went through what we went through <laughs> it's uh, you're bonded for life and um you know i think Brene and lashonda abby lori will all be there misty um i'm i'm really excited to see some of my former teammates and i'm so um overwhelmed by their support and um, I, I'm so appreciative to who they are and how they continue not to just not just to support me, but obviously the, the entire program. They, they want this program to win, as do all of our alums. Uh, it, I mean, you know, that's the thing about Tennessee. They, you just you just love it. You're just passionate about it. And um, it's it's but it's really special to have your teammates here and, and to be here. So I'm I know it's not easy. You've got a lot of them traveling. Uh, a couple of them traveling across the country to be here. So that does not um, go overlooked by me, my uh, staff, our program, but I'm, I'm thrilled to be involved in to, to see them on Thursday and Friday. Quick follow-up. You said Misty, Misty Green, Brene Laxton, who, who else was going to be here? Um, Abby, Lori, Misty, LaShonda. There might be somebody else, but that's what that's what okay. I remember at this point. So LaShonda Stevens is coming up from. OK, perfect. All right. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow Dame to Dame on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts.